It's Wednesday, February 28th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, back from Goodyear, where he uh, watched the Guardians yesterday pick up their first Cactus League win over the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Hoynesy, what's it look like uh, for the Guardians moving forward in spring training as they've, uh, you know, really sort of settled in and now the the long grind of uh, of the next like 30 days sort of uh, it, it, it's it's in front of them? Yeah, first of all, Joe, it was encouraging to see uh, Shane Bieber pitch, you know, two scoreless innings, um, real efficient. You know, he only threw about 25 pitches, uh, looked in control and. Uh, you know, a lot different than, you know, the first two games when uh, Cal Quantrill and Zach Plesak uh, struggled a bit. But, you know, it's still, you know, as Francona would say, it's still February, but it was a good start for Bieber. You know, he said some nice things about uh, Mike Zanino, you know, uh, the veteran catcher, the Guardian signed over the winner. Uh, that was Zanino's second game and really second game since uh, early June last year when, you know, he, he had to stop playing because of, uh, you know, the the uh, the pain in his uh, left arm. He, he needed thoracic uh, syndrome. Uh, he had he was suffering from that and needed surgery. So that, that's been encouraging. He threw a guy out at second base in uh, in the second inning. So, you know, that that unit seems to be working well, Joe. Yeah, uh, right now it's the uh, it's the young guys who are are stepping forward and sort of uh, asserting themselves in these games. Uh, we've seen Gabriel Arias uh, really swing the bat really well uh, in in the time that he's been uh, at the plate and and had a chance to be out there. Yeah, he's got four hits in uh, in two games. Had two hits uh, yesterday against the Cubs. Uh, and uh, Terry Francona was saying he's back to using the whole field again. Uh, you know, so that that's encouraging. You know, he's trying to win a utility infielder's job. Uh, he, I, I would think he'd have he has the inside track. Uh, you know, they're trying him in the outfield, and it and it, you know, he has an advantage over I think Tyler Freeman because he's played out there before. So, we were talking to Fr- uh, Francona yesterday, and he said, you know, that uh, he, he would probably Arias would probably get the first shot at the outfield. Um, if if when he if and when he does play out there ahead of uh, Freeman because Freeman is still working his way into that. Yeah, and uh, also for for Arias, uh, this is nothing new in in terms of him coming out and performing in spring training. We've seen this before, uh, pretty much the last two uh, two training camps. Uh, he's been uh, really the talk of 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 camp at times with the way he swung his uh, swung the bat. And uh, it's, you know, now three years in a row where right out the gate, he's he's making people take notice. Yeah, Joe, you, you see what he can do when he's getting every day at bats. Uh, he did make an error in the first inning, you know, let a ball go through his leg at short stops. But, um, you know, obviously uh, he he atoned for that. But, um, you know, interesting guy, Joe. And he's, you know. I, I'm always struck at how big he is. You know, you think of a shortstop or utility infielder kind of on the smaller side. He's a big, strong guy, so he's got some pop. Maybe, you know, just from listening to uh, Francona yesterday, maybe he fell into maybe a pull, pull, pull kind of trap, and now he's, you know, spraying the ball all over the field. And that's what, you know, two springs ago, that's what I remember. That's the kind of hitter I remember him as. So, you know, hopefully he gets back into that groove and, and, uh, you know, we, we probably would have seen that 
kind of production from him last year if he hadn't broken his hand and, you know, had suffered that setback when he was at Columbus. Uh, another uh, guy who's hitting the ball all over the ballpark uh, and, and hitting with a surprising uh, amount of power, uh, Roman Quinn, one of the uh, spring invitees for the, the Guardians. Uh, he's an outfielder, uh, plays mostly center field, and, and this is a guy who's got uh, three home runs already in, in a couple of spring training games. Yeah, the mighty Quinn, Joe. I mean, this guy <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere. He's, he was the only, uh, you know, outfielder that uh, Cleveland invited to camp on a minor league deal from outside the organization, I should say. And, uh, you know, a speed guy, a defensive-minded guy, you know, not known for home runs. He, he, I think he's played in over 200 big league games with a variety of teams. Uh, but he's only hit eight home runs. Now he's got three in, in two games here. And, you know, he he hit two home runs yesterday, drove in five runs. And uh, Terry Francona said if after the first one that if he that if he hit another one, the drug testers were going to come knocking on his door. So, you know, he was kidding, of course. But, but uh, you know, just, you know, you see this in spring training, Joe. You see guys on the bubble that make, you know, that try to, you know, make an early impression. And, you know, sometimes it works out where they, they can they can make a roster. So we'll have to see. I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of obstacles in his path. But, uh, you know, Will Brennan, you you would think, would have the inside track on, on, on the fourth or fifth outfielder job. But uh, Roman Quinn, hey, he's he's making his name known. Yeah, I, I mean, don't don't read into too much into this. I mean, he's he's there on a minor league deal. It, it really feels to me like this is a guy that, you know, they could maybe try to stash at Columbus, and uh, you know, if if there's a an opportunity or an injury or or something uh, for him to to maybe step in. But uh, it, it's almost like they might not necessarily want Roman Quinn to be hitting four, five, six home runs right now, uh, because it. it causes people to, back home who were just reading box scores to think, oh, well, there goes Miles Straw. But but it, Miles Straw's position is in no way in jeopardy. Yeah, Straw, you know, signed that five-year deal last year. Uh, you know, he's been out with a sore knee. Uh, Terry Francona said uh, yesterday he's making progress. He ran the bases yesterday. And that's usually the last hurdle, you know, when a player is coming back from an injury. And, and uh, Francona felt that by the end of the week, he would be back in the lineup. So we really haven't seen uh, much of the veterans and, and much of guys like Jose Ramirez and uh, 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 Gabriel, um, I'm sorry, Med Rosario. Uh, you know, Josh Naylor's played in a couple games. Josh Bell's played in a couple games, uh, played in a game, I think. Um, you know, the, the veterans are really are really taking their time and, and easing into these spots, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with some, with, you know, the, WBC coming up and and uh you know some you know several players leaving for that they want to you know you know they he wants to balance it out that you know the give the young players a chance but also you know get guys like Quantrill ready get uh Jimenez ready um you know uh Bo Naylor came in and caught uh the I think the second game last uh on uh, on Sunday against Texas. So, you know, I think he's he's kind of juggling a lot of, he's got a lot of balls in the air right now. Uh, Richie Palacios, Ahmed Rosario, Jose Ramirez, Josh Bell, Josh Naylor, Oscar Gonzalez, George Valera, Brian Rocchio, 
Cam Gallagher, the lineup for uh, the game against Kansas City uh, today at Goodyear Ballpark. And then in Peoria, Andres Jimenez, Angel Martinez, Zach Collins, Micah Preez, John Kenzie Noel, Mabry's Valoria, Juan Brito, Petey Halpin, and Connor Cox uh, all uh, scheduled to play out uh, against the Mariners. So there's your your, your two split squad lineups. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, nobody's nobody's worried right now about Ahmed Rosario or, or Jose Ramirez. It's uh, it's it's the second game of of spring training, and uh, they'll they'll be there as long as they're healthy and they get through it. And and as long as I guess nobody messes with uh, Jose's walk up music, I think everything's fine. Yeah, you know, Jose came in and talked to us to the reporters uh, yesterday, uh, and uh, we asked him. You know, one of the last questions in in the interview was, uh, you know, what did he think of the uh, new, uh, you know, the pitch clock rules and uh, the games that you know the the rules that are supposed to speed the game up. And he was, uh, you know, the 30 seconds between batters seemed to, you know, kind of upset him because, you know, now they're, they've kind of cut the, the walk-up music short. You know, you've got to be in the box with eight seconds left uh, as a hitter and, and addressing the uh, the pitcher. And he said, you know, he listens to his walk-up music. He ta- I guess he takes this very seriously, Joe. He says the walk-up music, you know, when it when it comes to certain parts of the song, you know, triggers, you know, kind of his, uh, you know, he's he's got to do this, he's got to do that, you know, at the plate, I guess. I, <laughs> but well, it was interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if that's the case, then maybe they start the uh, the walk-up music a little earlier, like they were doing uh, at, at one point in the season with uh, Oscar Gonzalez. They they weren't getting the whole SpongeBob, uh, you know song in so they would start it a little earlier uh in 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 the walk up and and you know try to you know get to the good part i guess of the song for him uh when he was getting to the to the plate maybe uh maybe jose needs to tell them to adjust uh, the timing of the song when they when they start it and and what point of the song he likes uh being played when he steps into the box uh but uh, again yeah uh, these guys are uh, they're creatures of habit and, and, and superstitious and they, they like to, to hear and feel and, you know, all these things have to be uh, just right uh, for them to go out and perform at their best. So I'm sure they'll make that adjustment when he gets uh, when he gets to progressive field. Yeah, you're, you're not messing with the uh, face of the franchise here, Joe. I mean, <laughs> you got to keep Jose happy. He's he he's dragged him into he dragged him into the postseason in last year and in 2020. You don't turn your back. You don't you know upset a guy like that. And Ramirez, Joe, you and me have been around him a long time. Have you ever heard him complain about anything? Yeah, I, I've, I've never yeah. heard him complain about one thing. I've never heard him say other than, you know, just sort of like fake, uh, you know, making fun of something or joking around, complaining yeah. about something in, in the clubhouse with a big smile on his face. I, I've never heard him uh, say anything negative or, or, or even act negatively about anything. He just puts his head down and goes about his work. That's it's funny. You, you say don't mess with the face of the franchise. If, if Will Brennan or if, uh, you know, uh, some rookie were were to complain about the, the timing of his walk up music. Uh, you know, the, the Guardians probably wouldn't say much, but, you know, Jose says uh, something's off, then, you know, there people are going to make changes for him. That That's definitely going to happen, yeah. and I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, um, and you're, you're talking about a guy that played the last three months of the season with a thumb that, 
you know, probably would have, you know, couldn't could, he could have ended his season in June and had surgery. So, yeah, you keep him happy. All right. Uh, on the mound today for uh, for the Guardians in uh, Goodyear, uh, Tristan McKenzie gets his first start of the season. What are we expecting out of uh, Tristan uh, as a follow up to his uh, outstanding season last year? Yeah, uh, Tristan uh, just wants to, you know, I was talking to him uh, a couple days ago. And he, he really, you know, he looks great. He uh, he feels good and he, he really he wants to find you know, the next level of consistency. He wants to, you know, it sounds trite, but he wants to be a guy that when he goes out there, he the, the team knows they have a chance to win. And, you know, we've seen him, as we've talked about before, Joe, we've seen him cut down his walks. He, We've seen him. Now, now I think you, you, he'll see an adjustment. He's going to try to cut down the home runs he allows. Uh, and he's, you know, he's so deceptive that, you know, it, it's amazing. You know, you look at his batting average against for his career. I think it's on 200 or just, a, a, you know, a tick below 200. And last year was it, it was below that, you know, below 190 and right around 190. So he doesn't give them any hits up. You know, the, the ones he d- does sometimes leave the yard. But I think, the you know, he was talking about the home runs he gives up sometimes are in bad counts or in bad situations. Yeah. And, you know, mistake pitches in, in uh, Major League Baseball get hit, uh, you know, really far. So uh, he can he can definitely do some work on that. Uh you know, we'll we'll also uh, get to see uh, in Peoria uh, Logan T. Allen, uh, one of the um, you know big time prospects for the the Guardians. He's uh, he's going to take the mound and start the game uh, against the Mariners. Uh, what do we expect to see out of uh, Logan Allen this year? And is this a guy who could help at some point during the season? Yeah, you know, I think it is, Joe. I think he is. Uh, you know, he's a left hander. Uh, Big strikeouts, 177 strikeouts last year uh, at Double A AA and Triple A. Yeah, you know, started the year really well at Double A. Got promoted to Triple A. Kind of struggled a little bit, then found his found his way. Uh, he, you know, he pitches off his fastball. You know, he's one of those guys where the uh, Guardians coaches have kind of you know smoothed out his delivery and allowed him to throw a little harder than he has in the past. He's, you know, he's like, he usually is like 91, 92, but he can, you know, he's he's edging toward 93, 94, but he's got a great changeup, a great slider. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of, you know, but everything comes off the fastball with him. You know, it, it looks like uh, he'd love to make the, the big leagues out of spring training, but that's probably not going to happen. But I think he's he's right in the pipeline, Joe. Yeah, he's he's probably one of those first uh, couple of calls, maybe during the uh, the regular season, if there's a need for a spot start uh, as we as we get in, uh, into March and, and early April. Uh, just looking at uh, the rest of the guys we're going to pitch today in uh, in Goodyear, uh, Tuki Toussaint is a name that sort of jumps out, and and you know we we don't know much about him uh, here, but. Uh, this is a guy who was a pretty high prospect in a, 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 at one time in the the Atlanta organization, and uh, you know he, he might not might not have been as effective there. But uh, what are we expecting out of Tuki Toussaint? Is he a guy who can maybe make the club out of uh, spring training because of his his veteran status? 
Yeah, you know, he might be more of a project kind of guy, Joe. I know uh, if if he would take, uh, you know, if he would accept an assignment to AAA. But, yeah, you know, I think he could pitch out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, they've got an open spot in the pen. So maybe, you know, he, he's got the experience. He could do that. Uh, you know, Josh Tomlin recommended him uh, to uh, – to uh, the, the uh, to Francona and and the Guardians, you know, he's tight with the uh, Tomlin in in uh, in Atlanta. So, you know, an interesting guy though. You're right; he's the number one pick for the for Arizona. He got traded to the Braves, uh, so he's you know he's got some pedigree. So we'll have to see how he does. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to, to to sort of get some of these guys in and 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 get them out on the mound and see how they perform out there. Uh, he's got to know that that this is a, a pretty big camp for him if he he wants to try and uh, you know make the club. Uh, so uh, I oh, wanted to mention uh, a couple of things. Uh, the other day we saw Framil Reyes playing for the the Royals. He's not in the lineup uh, today, uh, at least the starting lineup. But uh, he did hit a home run for the Royals the other day, uh, a pretty long one too. Uh, what do you think about Framil trying to hook on with the Royals and and maybe come back to? Uh, to, to face the Guardians uh, a couple of times this year. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he made that club, Joe. I mean, he's, you know, he he kind of he had a bad year last year. Bounce, you know, the in, uh, the Guardians released him. Um, the, he went to the Cubs. Uh, you know, he became a free agent after that season. They, you know, last season they didn't keep him, and he signed with uh, the the Royals late. You know, and I mean, the camp was just starting, but he signed what mid February, maybe later than that. So, you know, I mean, I think he's, you know, I, he, he was he, t- he was telling some people, you know, close with the Guardians that, you know, he's not, he's not, he doesn't need to make a lot of money. He just needs an opportunity. You know, he let, he got a little comfortable last year, you know, got a little, you know, he came to camp last season with Cleveland pushing 300 pounds, you know, and you just, you just can't do that. You know, we, he's a big man to begin with. But he's he's got to play around 270, 265, and you know the the weight kind of put him behind the eight ball right away in spring training, and he never recut. You know he really really never you know got back into a groove. So this is a big season for Fran Mill, and you know I it, I think it's uh, he, he he's got a chance to uh, make the Royals help them and probably maybe haunt them, haunt them Cleveland a little bit. Yeah, that, that, I'm sure that's uh, in the back of his mind as well. I uh, also wanted to mention uh, Manny Machado uh, and the Padres uh, agreed on an 11-year extension. Uh, the The contract is uh, $350 million in total, uh, making Machado the fourth highest paid player uh, in baseball with the highest average annual value, $31.8 million per year uh, with this contract, the 11-year deal. Uh this is uh, it, it, put me uh, put yourself in Jose Ramirez's shoes and and look at what Manny Machado just signed for uh, three hundred fifty million dollars. Uh, that's you know it, it's got to be kind of kind of weird feeling to be Jose Ramirez unless unless you're Jose Ramirez and you're just really happy with what you've got and you're you're happy where you are. Uh, but looking over and seeing uh, Machado three hundred fifty million uh, fourth highest paid player in baseball. Uh, got to be, uh, you know, it's got to feel like you, you left a little bit on the table. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, Jose went went into this thing with his eyes wide open. 
you know, he knew his agent knew that uh, if if he if he did sign that contract with Cleveland, you know, you know, it was already an undervalued contract that he when he signed it seven years for one hundred forty seven million. I mean, God, he's going to be rich for the rest of his life and so are his kids and his kids, kids. But, you know, with the money, you, you look at the middle infielders got this winter. Now, you now Machado, um, you know, he just uh, Joe, he left over. I'd, I'd say he left between 100 and 200 million dollars on the table, don't you think? Yeah, it, easily two hundred million dollars on the table. Uh, if 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 he were out on the open market right now, uh, he he would probably be making, uh, if, if not close to that, uh, three hundred million uh, plus. Uh, it's the it's the average annual that that I'm looking at with Machado going. Wow, that's that's a lot for one season of baseball. Thirty one point eight million. So, uh, you know, Jose is around. Uh, he I think he's going to be close to twenty, but but still, that's. Uh, it's not, it, it's, you're, you're talking a, a lot of money left on the table there. Uh, I, but again, it's, it's, it's great for Cleveland. It's great for the, uh, the franchise and to have, uh, Jose around. And, uh, he certainly makes a difference. Uh, like you said, like you saw there in the, the first day he was in the lineup, uh, there was a different feeling in the clubhouse. So, uh, he's got a, a whole city and a whole team that believe in him. I, I think that that counts for something. I just don't know if it's $200 million worth yeah, and, and Joe, I think he's a happy guy. I, I do. I think, you know, I, I remember asking him, uh, you know, he knew what was going to happen. He knew that, he, that you know, there was other guys going to springboard ahead of him, I think. But he wanted to stay with one team for the rest of his career. He wanted to have his number retired. He wants to get into the Hall of Fame. He wants to put, uh, you know, help Cleveland reach the World Series and win the World Series. And I think all that played into it. That's why he asked for the no trade clause. So, uh, and got the no trade clause. So, you know, it, you know, you kind of, I guess, you know, it's, 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 it's just an interesting situation, but it's done and, and, but it's done with now. And hopefully, you know, he's not having buyer's remorse and he just moves ahead. And I don't think he will just, Joe, you've been around him too. I, I just, I just don't. He's he's not that kind of guy. I think when he makes a decision, he moves on. Yeah, I, I don't see him changing the way he is or the way he goes about his work uh, at all. Uh, hey, before we get going, wanted to mention Subtext, our uh, subscription service here uh, that we uh, communicate with our uh, our subscribers via text message, and they can talk back uh, to us and ask questions. And uh, it's a, a direct line to to Paul and myself as we cover the. Uh, the Guardians this season, $4.99 a month. Uh, you can sign up uh, uh, by sending a text message, send subscribe to 216-208-4346, or uh, just log on to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, and enter in your information there and, and sign up. Uh, you know, we, we're uh, we're continuing to follow the team through spring training. We've got uh, you know, the the behind the scenes sort of look at what's going on there. And uh, we can let you guys know. Uh, always, always fun to, to communicate with the subtexters. And uh, we have exclusive uh, chats with them as we did uh, last week when Paul was in Arizona. Uh, we'll probably do another one uh, when Paul goes back out there uh, before the season ends or uh, before the before the Cactus League ends. Uh, so uh, once again, 216-208-4346. Send a text message there or uh, log on to cleveland.com slash subtext. Poinsy, uh, what are we looking forward to the rest of this week? I know uh, 
there's uh there's some uh, more games coming up in Goodyear uh, and and on the road. Uh, they've got San Francisco and Milwaukee coming in uh, later on this week, and uh, you know the the grind sort of continues. Yeah, we'll start to see you know the rotation go you know take its second turn. Uh, you know, hopefully Miles Straw, we see him over the weekend get back in the lineup in center field. It's a big big spring for him. You know, big year for him. He's got to bounce back after, you know, kind of a, a disappointing season offensively at least. And, uh, you know, I would think we'll start to see uh, more of the regulars get in there, Joe. You know, um, uh, Palacios leaves for um, – is leaving for, to join uh, the Netherlands – in the WBC on the first, I think the the Canadian guys are leaving March six. I mean, I, I'm sorry, uh, on March six, and uh, and you know, so you know, we'll be seeing some younger guys, but the guys that stay behind Rosario and and Ramirez, we'll start seeing more of those guys. Yeah, more more of the regulars in the lineup would be uh, be welcome sight. So we'll. Uh... We'll keep an eye out for that, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.